In our current global climate, we're facing challenges never before experienced by this generation. Oppositions where no one seems to have clear directions or answers to the risks facing us. Confrontations like racial and gender unrest, political gerrymandering, toxic leadership, economic crisis, global pandemic, health threats, pre-existing medical conditions, isolation, boredom, and loneliness are driving people to desperation. As a result, people are confused, afraid, anxious, and perplexed, and they need answers to some tough questions and even tougher situations. They are looking into different outlets for answers to gain assurance and consolation. Some have drawn closer to the embrace of family, while others look more towards their friendships, education, and even religion. What we need is a fresh voice of truth and clarity, and not a stale religious echo from the past. There's a re-emerging voice on the horizon that isn't afraid to stand alone and give spiritual and mentally sound direction to a world searching for answers. G. Alfred Palmer offers a voice of sound human development and empowerment to those willing to hear. There's a need for new ideas to old principles, a perspective from a timeless origin, but with current vision. A thought leader who understands what it means to stand alone and speak truth when some are hard of hearing. But if you've been waiting to hear a voice that opens the gates of freedom and breaks the shackles of confusion to allow you to step forward into the dawning of a new and exciting future, then it's time to bridge the gap with Dr. G. Alfred Palmer. He is a dynamic speaker, thought leader, and entrepreneur, equipped to elevate, expand, and extend the development empowerment and leadership of his audiences. He stands ready to speak at your next event. His delivery is guaranteed to refresh, entertain, and transform. G. Alfred Palmer bridges the gap from uncertainty to the purpose, to passion, and leadership. Book him today for your next event and you won't be disappointed. I'm asking for your help. I need you to do that. 
been that way. Like loud music. My, my parents was always telling me, turn that music down, boy. And because I, I need to feel it. I need to feel that bass. You know what I'm talking about? Anyway, another edition of the Red Hot Mic with your host, G. Alpha Palmer. It's another opportunity for us to ruminate, elevate, and to activate. And in, in, in this particular subject tonight is something that I... <laughs> I've actually, I've actually started talking about the flip side of this same topic on our other's channel. Let me get rid of some of these, some of these lights. It can be a little bit distracting. Um, and so I um, was, some of this that I'm talking about tonight is being talked about from the flip side on the purpose sphere, purpose sphere channel. Um, again, we have three channels in the G in the Gap broadcast network. We have three different stations, three different channels. Um, and uh, we approach different things in different ways. Um, we try to be a little bit more sensitive to the audience here and, and just deal with the topics that are being presented on the horizon. And on Purpose Sphere, we, we go to a more spiritual uh, perspective. And then we have the sports channel as well. Um, I'm, a, I'm a sports junkie, so um, I have to talk about sports. And it gives me an opportunity to do that. All right. You know, I haven't had Mr. Haley Lamar hold my hat in, in recently because um, I, I'm in need of my due getting done and my, my uh, beautician or whatever, barber, is on vacation I need to probably get more than one, but I like the way she does it. So I've been with her for about a year or so. Um, but I enjoy I, I enjoy hats. You can tell that. I enjoy music. I enjoy clothes. These are just things that I've always been. It's not it's not trying to be anything um, that I'm not. This is just who I am. And I've always been this way. I mean, even as a little kid. So um, I'm not doing anything that I um, different or anything to try to be new is who I am. Whether you like it or not, I mean, okay. I mean, some people say it's too, it's, it's a little bit much, okay, for you. Um, but this is who I am, so I guess I'm a little bit too much for you, okay? I hope not, because I don't want to be too much for people, but I just understand this, that you're not going to be everyone's taste. You're just not. It's just not going to happen. People, not everybody's going to like you. Everybody didn't like Jesus. So if they didn't like everybody didn't like Jesus, guess what? It's part of human nature that everybody's not going to like you either. But it's okay. Or me. And that's okay. We have to learn to accept that. And what we need to do is focus on, on those that will hear our voice and, and also those people that would or, and do appreciate because there are some. There are more than you probably have, uh, realize that, that do really do appreciate who you are. Now, again, I, I've been talking about this. I started talking about this particular topic. It's really strange because I've been talking, 
talking about this topic on my other station um, on the flip side, because tonight we're going to talk about the differences. Uh, basically, when I talk about the Michael Jordan, uh, Michael B. Jordan experience, what I'm talking about is the difference between masculine, masculinity, and masculinism. It's a, that's a word that I've made up because it's the opposite of feminism, masculinism. And so I, 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 I made that up, that word, that's, that's a Gregism, that's a Palmerism, that's a, that's a Gism, whatever you want to call it. But the bottom line is the objective of tonight is to talk about the different aspects. See, this is, in, in, in talking about the Michael B. Jordan experience, we're really addressing what's happened with him and why those things happen from a spiritual, well, not so much from a spiritual tonight, but more from a science, well, it is spiritual, scientific and biological, psychological. We, we Again, we, we look at it from the eight, the eight stages of masculine evolution. And uh, we need to talk about it because um, Michael B. Jordan is not in a boat by himself. And I say it time and time again, what we've got to realize is that these examples of these people are given to us for a number of reasons, namely because many of us or some of us, I shouldn't say many, some of us think that these people are beyond and perfect and uh, uh, infallible. Uh, what uh, we're beginning to see more and more is that they are human beings, fallible. When we look at, when we look at Jada and Will, when we look at uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, when we look at, you name it, there's just been Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union. When we look at, at Steph Curry and his his wife, I can't remember her name. But um, when we look, at, there's so much that we, when we elevate these people, there's a, there's a time that the elevation takes place, but then the humanity of them seeps through and we begin to see the cracks in the, in the brand, the cracks in the, in the uh, image, and we begin to see the real them, and and it, with me too. I'm I'm not perfect. I have I have fall, flaws. I'm imperfectly perfect, just like you, and just like them. We're not we're not trying to to put them down, but what we're trying to do is use them as object lessons to learn how we can do things differently and do things better. <clears throat> it's not it's not a means of criticism. even though some may think it is. It's really not. We need to help each other. And the way we help each other is to use examples that are out there. Um, and and it, it depends on how you use the example. Some people are using them to, to criticize them. But, but rest assured, that's not my purpose here. That is not my purpose here because I understand that we all are imperfectly perfect. So it's okay um, that we not only learn from them, but that um, we we not only learn from them, but we that we ruminate over them, we elevate because of them, and we activate uh, independent of them. So it's it's important for us to do things differently. Well, I I um I have another fragrance. I mean, before I start, I have another fragrance that I want to look at and um, just uh, share with you. Um, I this is a new one. I I try to get new fragrances. Um, I have a lot of, oh, I like this. I like this. This is Prada Luna Rosa. 
EDT. Luna Rosa is a sly, cool cologne featuring the cleansing coal fire of sage and spearmint with Ambrette, Ambrette's natural, natural spicy or peppery spice, fresh lavender, crisp orange cedar, and tangy musk highlight the aromatic feel. This is really good. Okay, it has lavender, mint, bitter orange, sage, and musk. Prada, Luna Rosa EDT. Yeah, it's um, it's soft. It's not it's not overwhelming. It's not very pungent. It's mild, and it's it's not fruity, but it has fruit. But not a lot of fruit. It's bitter, bitter orange. Um, lavender comes through. Mint comes through without without a doubt, and and the musk. Oh, I, it, it, pretty much you can pretty much smell. And it's definitely a manly kind of fragrance, but it is it is soft. It's not very pronounced. And I think it's one of those kind of colognes that you could just, you know, hit it. And um, you want it for somebody that's going to be up close and personal, but you don't want it to, to, to clear out a room. This is a good one. I like it a lot. Okay. <clears throat> I enjoyed sharing that with you. Now, what I want to do, um, I want to go to a commercial. And when I come back, we're going to do the uh, the answer wheel when we come back. Okay, let me get you get you going here. In our current global climate, we're facing challenges never before experienced by this generation. Oppositions where no one seems to have clear directions or answers to the risks facing us. Confrontations like racial and gender unrest, political gerrymandering, toxic leadership, economic crisis, global pandemic, health threats, pre-existing medical conditions, isolation, boredom, and loneliness are driving people to desperation. As a result, people are confused, afraid, anxious, and perplexed, and they need answers to some tough questions and even tougher situations. They are looking into different outlets for answers to gain assurance and consolation. Some have drawn closer to the embrace of family, while others look more towards their friendships, education, and even religion. What we need is a fresh voice of truth and clarity, and not a stale religious echo from the past. There's a re-emerging voice on the horizon that isn't afraid to stand alone and give spiritual and mentally sound direction to a world searching for answers. G. Alfred Palmer offers a voice of sound human development and empowerment to those willing to hear. There's a need for new ideas to old principles, a perspective from a timeless origin, but with current vision, a thought leader who understands what it means to stand alone and speak truth when some are hard of hearing. But if you've been waiting to hear a voice that opens the gates of freedom and breaks the shackles of confusion to allow you to step forward into the dawning of a new and exciting future, then it's time to bridge the gap with Dr. G. Alfred Palmer. He is a dynamic speaker, thought leader, and entrepreneur, equipped to elevate, expand, and extend the development, empowerment, and leadership of his audiences. He stands ready to speak at your next event. His delivery is guaranteed to refresh, entertain, 
and transform. G. Alfred Palmer bridges the gap from uncertainty to the purpose, to passion, and leadership. Book him today for your next event, and you won't be disappointed. Welcome back. Welcome back. And we're going to be adding some more commercials. I know you might say, what, that one again? Yes, that one again. <laughs> that one again. But anyway, look, um, I like doing the purpose wheel because the purpose, well, it's not even the purpose wheel, it's the answer wheel. The answer wheel, um, you see, purpose is always on my mind. Uh, the answer wheel is about um, answering, the, giving the universe an opportunity to answer a question that you might have. Um, to, the question tonight um, that came to me um, is, should I go back to school? Should I go back to school? Should I, should I further my education? Um, and so I, I, I'm going to give you an, an opportunity to see what the, uh, what, the answer, what the answer wheel has to say about it and see if we can get some, maybe, and again, this is for those that were here and those that won't, it's fine. You don't have to. But what it does is just, you know, a lot of times we ask for, for clarity about things and we wonder why, why we don't get them. Well, we do in a lot of cases. And uh, so we give the answer wheel a whirl. And again, it says, yes, maybe, definitely, no way. Try again and ask a friend. So we're going to see, should you go back to school? Is that something that you should be considering right now? Um, in your life. Well, let's look what the, what the answer wheel says. And it's going around, as you can see, it's going around, it's going around, and it seems like it's going to go to that direction, and it does. It says maybe. Maybe. Oh, I, and I like maybe answers. See, a lot of times we think that the universe doesn't answer us maybe. We think the universe just says yes or no. Well, here's an example where maybe, maybe you should go back, or maybe you shouldn't. It's something that you, see, maybe questions gives us the opportunity of freedom of choice. What's, what is that thing that's, that you desire about that? Do you, do you have a desire down deep to go back to school? Do, do you have that? Or is it something that says, you know, I don't want to touch it again. I, I'm, I didn't do well in school. And I'm not looking forward to sitting in the classroom anymore. Even though education has changed and you don't have to sit in the classroom anymore, you can sit in front of your computer at home and, and, and get as much work done as anyone that's sitting in the classroom. But at the same token, if that's not what you want to do, I think it's important for you to understand and to seek and to, to pinpoint where you are. What's your desire? What's your desire? Maybe your desire is to you're happy where you are. Maybe you're happy where you are, but maybe you're not. Maybe you see that going the education, furthering your education, would open up more opportunities for you. Maybe it, maybe it's the very thing that that's at the door knocking and saying that you need to open this door to me, so that you can gain more of what I have for you, more opportunities. Right. Those strengths that you have, that you can begin to see them expand even more. And so that's that's a reason to, to go back for real. 
but you have to make that decision for yourself. No one can do it for you because the universe says maybe. And so when, with maybe, you have that free choice. So it's up to you. It's up to you to go back to school. Now, we know going back to school is going to cost money. And, and for you ladies, understand this. When you do go back to school and you get that advanced degree, you can you you may get a you may you may get a, a, a better paying job, but you have more educational debt as well. And you know that comes in two relationships. Some say, "Well, no, I I'll pay my own bill." Well, yeah, I'm sure you will, but still, it's something that comes into a relationship. It really does. I mean, just being honest. And fellas, you know, the truth be told, um, more education may or may not open more opportunities for you. Because the bottom line is, most of the people who are really um, prospering have not furthered their education. You don't have to. It's not a prerequisite to success. But is it, what is a prerequisite is to know your purpose. Because that opens the door and gives you access to everything that you have need of to fulfill that purpose. But maybe going to school is that part of that equation. You know, I've, I've taught, I've been an adjunct professor, I've been a professor, I've been, I've, I've taught in, I've worked in the elementary schools, the high schools, the, the ele- uh, middle schools, I've worked in alternative schools, I've worked in the Board of Education, I've worked in all kinds of educational levels, everyone that you can imagine. So I understand the value of education, I really do. But I do also understand that everyone is not primed for formal education, it's just not something that they're their uh, desire and love, or are equipped. Some folks aren't equipped to do that because of who they are and and how they're designed. But the bottom line is this, if you're gonna be successful, you gotta be open, open to maybe, maybe, maybe this, maybe that, but it gives you a chance to see what's in your belly what you think will work for you. You see, it's not about getting answers from anyone else most of the time. Sometimes it is, but most of the time it's not, unless the universe tells you to. But mostly, mostly you need to understand the answers are already in you. So maybe, maybe you should go back to school. Maybe you should forget it. You need to make that decision for yourself. And that's tonight's answer here. I enjoy doing that. I really do. I do feel like uh, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> I do. I feel like Mr. Rogers. But I think it's a real neat portion that I think that I, I wouldn't have thought of myself. Um, it was not my design. Thank you. So, welcome Welcome, welcome to another edition of the Red Hot Mic. The topic tonight is a hot one because what we're seeing played out in the media is the Michael B. Jordan experience. Um, and I've been talking to folks and I've been reading articles and listening to folks. And they've been talking about the fact that, you know, uh, Michael B. Jordan is a, a, a black actor who 
um, is at the top of his game right now. He's one of the premier uh, actors in Hollywood. And um, there's been some criticism of him uh, by some, especially, um, I, I'm just going to say some black women, um, that he does he didn't date black women, that he dated um, women outside of his race, and that um, some had problems with that. And that uh, because of that, um, he decided to date Lori Harvey. Um, and that this, they, they planned this to help each other's career because he had a negative spot on his career, on his uh, image. And that is that he didn't date black women. And she had a black mark on her image that she, been, <laughs> she's been with a lot of people. So uh, some folks believe that this, this was a, uh, a prepared Hollywood um, scam. Um, I, I personally don't believe it. I don't believe Michael B. Jordan operates from that kind of paradigm. I believe that Michael B. Jordan uh, operates from more of a, a uh, honest and uh, uh, forthwith kind of uh, mindset. That's my, that's my way of thinking. I don't know him. I've never met him. Um, so I could definitely be wrong, but the image that I get of him, um, but they, that's what they do. They set out the images. So I could be wrong. And the same thing with Miss Miss Harvey. Um, she has been portrayed as being a, a loose female um, who has, um, what, whatever. I'm going to talk about that on another, another uh, broadcast. I want to talk about and focus in on Michael B. Jordan experience. And I'm going to be speaking to it in that, in that vein from a masculine perspective. And in it, I want to identify three things. I want to identify that there is masculinity, right? Excuse me. There is masculine, masculinity, and masculine, and masculine. And then when I went, uh, masculine, masculinism, 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 feminism, masculinism. Okay, so it's, it's you need to understand. I'm looking at my board here to make sure I I cover it the right way. Now. I want to talk about first understanding what masculine is. We've got to see, here's the problem. We don't know what masculine is. We don't know what uh, the, the definition of uh, the operational function of these words. So we need to examine. That's why I do what I do. I do it to help explain some things. Now, it's not for everyone. I know that. Not everyone's going to hear, hear me, but that's not who I'm talking to. I'm talking to those that would have an ear to hear what I'm going to say. You're the one I'm talking to. You're the one I prepared this time for. You're the one that I've meditated on, studied on, researched on, so that I can share some things with you. That's why I've done what I've done. So let's talk about it. I use my trusty phone. Okay, so what we're talking about is in the, the, the idea of masculinity, excuse me, of masculine. First, we've got to talk about masculine first. So let's define what masculine is. First of all, masculine, masculine is not gender. What we've done with it is we've made it gender. It is not gender. 
gender uh, gender is a is a relatively uh, is relegated to this atmosphere in which we live. That's what masculinity is. But masculine is is not sex or gender. It's the universal energy. It's the universal essence and or resources that come from the universe. Now, this particular essence, this particular energy, this particular resource comes from a source. Every resource comes from a source. Every creation comes from a creator. Okay? So it's important that we understand that there is that that masculine is a resource and that that resource came from a source. Now, that source, you define it. I define it as the universe. I define it as being the source of creation or the creator. That's what I define it as. But you define it as some folks define it as the great spirit, some uh, as the universe, some the great beyond. Whatever you, de you decide to call it, it is your business, right? But the bottom line is, Masculine is an operational and a functional is operational and functional and not assigned gender. What do, what do I mean by operational and functional? It does something. It's active. Okay. It's a verb. It's an action word. Right. So so masculine to know and to understand masculine, you got to understand how masculine verbs or moves or operates or functions, right? So that's how we understand masculine. Now, what does masculine do? Well, masculine operationally and functionally pierce, penetrates, inserts, and injects. It operationally and functionally does those things. Now, let's look at Michael, jo Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan um is a man or he's well he's an adult okay he's an adult and in his life there he has become a a well-known actor and what he's learned how to do is through his roles he's learned how to to use and to implement masculine operation and we'll talk about it more in more specifically but even before michael jordan b jordan there's this old whole idea and i need to say this even before michael b jordan because it's really really not about michael b jordan it's really not what it is about is before anybody became anything anybody became anything masculine was here Masculine was put on stage. Why? Because it was it was setting the stage for what was to come. The creator always sets the stage for what's to come. It the creator doesn't just put you out there. It's already been prepared before you. Whatever your whatever your purpose is, whatever you're supposed to be doing, whatever the it's already been set. It's already been established. So when we talk about masculine. Masculine, again, has nothing to do with Michael B. Jordan. I, I got a little bit before myself. Masculine is before humanity is humanity. It's a function and an operational, an operation 
energy that is to penetrate, right? To pierce, to insert, and to inject. That's what it does. Now, it's important to understand to follow that. Because what, what masculine does is set the stage for what's to come. And it's always important for us to understand that there's always something that, that gave way to what, we, what we're seeing or where we're at now. And in this case, the principle of masculinity, see, principles are always the foundation of everything. And what principles do is set the stage for scientific methodology, laws, creeds, everything that you want to think of, principles set the stage for. Not so much creeds. Creeds are more, no, not creeds. But it does set the stage for everything else. Anything that inserts, penetrates, injects, or pierces organically. See, here's the important part organically. See, this is what masculine does. It organically, it doesn't, it's not altered, it's not changed, it's not manipulated, right? It's an energy that Sir Isaac Newton says doesn't decrease or it decrease. The only thing that changes is how it's implemented, okay? So that's the truth, and that's the, the essence of what masculine is about. So masculine, when you think about masculine, what happens is it enters into this sphere. And I'm talking about from the very beginning and how it got here, how it got here. When masculine came and pierced this realm in which we live, it did it because it was authorized to do it, right? It was authorized to do it. It did it legally and legitimately because it had the right to do it. So it's important to understand that masculine is not, listen, is not a human idea. It's a divine universal idea. So when it's a divine universal idea, whether you like it or not, it is what it is. The creator is not going to change the idea for your pleasing because you don't like it. Because you think that masculine is something else. No, masculine is energy. Masculine, masculine is essence. Right? Right? Masculine is energy. So it's important that we understand that. Here, equally as important it is to know that feminine cannot perform masculine and masculine cannot perform feminine. They need each other. That's why you have, that's what's so important about the universe. Why is it? Why is it? Because the universe shows us the positive, the positive and negative, the yin and the yang, the, the masculine, the feminine. Those are universal principles or universal truths, they don't change. Because positive will always be positive. And if you hook positive to negative, there will be a consequence. 
and vice versa. So it's important to understand that even though masculine cannot be feminine and feminine cannot be masculine, that they need each other. That's what's important to understand. Principles dictate energy and energy commands design and principles cannot be, be violated without catastrophic consequences. What, do I, what am I saying? Principles basically brought about energy. The, the, the source, see the source is where the principles lie. The source brought about energy and the energy is the resource. And the energy or the resource of masculine dictates design, how something is supposed to be made. Everything that's masculine on this planet does what masculine does. And that is, it either penetrates, pen it pierces, inserts, or injects. That's what it does. Okay? Okay, so, and, and if, if, it, if it's, again, if it's violated, if these principles are violated, there are ca catastrophic consequences. Now, I set the stage that way because I want to talk about the Michael B. Jordan experience, but I needed to set the stage to say this. Masculine and masculinity. Well, let me just do it this way. Everything that comes into this, into this sphere called Earth has to do, has to meet certain criteria. It has to meet certain criteria. And if it doesn't, it cannot come. Okay? It cannot come. Let me, let me, let me back up a little bit and say this. Masculine cannot be feminine and feminine cannot be masculine. Both are equal, but not the same. When I talk about masculine and feminine, it's, uh, it's important that we understand that they are both important. And they're equal, but not the same. Five plus five equals 10. And six plus four equals 10. Now, they are different units, but the sum is the same. So it's, it, it's equal, but not the same. It's equal, but not the same. It's the same thing with masculine and feminine energy. It's equal, but not the same. And you won't hear people say that. You know, you hear some folks today in certain circles say that we are equal. And that's it. But that's not, that's not the totality of it. We're equal, but not the same. Both masculinity and feminine energy, feminine, excuse me, both masculine and feminine energy depends on each other for legal functionality and legitimate implementation. If they're going to operate fun and, uh, properly, they have to, they depend on each other. And that's, this is where people, well, I, I'll talk about it, but this is where people get in trouble. Not understanding this, this truth. Uh, it's important to note that masculine is a resource that comes from the source. The source totally indoctrinates and supplies the resource with its requirements to be successful in the atmosphere and environment that it's intended. In other words, 
Masculine brings with it all that is necessary, all the requirements necessary to be successful in this atmosphere. You don't really, you don't have to go anywhere. It's all, it came here, it's already here. It came, it came with you, actually. Okay. So when 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 masculine masculine entered, it brought with it the requisite ingredients, tools necessary to be successful masculinely. Game recognized game. Now I'm gonna talk about this. Masculine recognizes female as much as female recognizes masculine. Here's what's important. It's to know that masculine appreciates feminine. And feminine appreciates, esteems value to masculine. It's important that we understand because right now what we're seeing is we're seeing people thinking that they they don't they're not in in line with uh, the proper design of masculine and feminine energy. You're not. You're not. We're gonna talk more about feminine, but tonight's about masculine because I need to talk to the men because it's about the Michael B. Jordan experience. I know I haven't gotten there. We're getting there. Now, when we talk about game recognized game, what we're talking about is. The, abil- the ability to identify masculine identifies feminine and feminine identifies masculine and sees the value of it. Now, the thing is, masculine doesn't try f- to tell feminine how to be feminine. Well, let me, let me back up on that. Masculine does dictate to feminine how feminine should operate, but feminine cannot do that to masculine. Now, here's why. Because I know you're not going to like, some ladies not going to like that one. But here's why. When, and, and this, this gets into some of the, the biblical narrative. When we look at the whole idea, when masculine entered this planet, it has the ability to insert, penetrate, right? Pierce. And inject. So to come into this realm, it had to be, excuse me, it had to be able to do that. Now, femininity could not do that because femininity, excuse me, feminine is not equipped that way. We'll talk about that another time. But it's because of masculine that feminine was able to enter. We'll talk about it more when we talk about feminine. Excuse me. <coughs> okay. <coughs> okay. Woo. <coughs> I'll be with you in a second. All right. <coughs> it's important to recognize, once again, that we are not talking about <coughs> gender or sexual assignments. We're not. We're talking about force, energy, and essence. We're talking about masculine energy. We're talking about force, energy, and essence. 
those are very, very important <clears throat> concepts that we must learn to line up with. Masculine determines, dictates, and directs masculinity gender assignment. <clears throat> Did you hear me? Masculine, I'll say it again, masculine determines, dictates, and directs masculine gender assignment. <clears throat> so it's important to understand that masculine is something that comes from the great beyond. Masculine has nothing to do with you or I <clears throat> or our parents. It has all to do with the creator and nothing about us. Why? Because the creator determines what energy would, is best suited <clears throat> for us to be able to enter into this world and fulfill our individual purpose. So your sexual assignment is not your idea, whether you like it or not. Here's the problem. People are not embracing their sexual assignment. Now, you have a right to do that. But there are catastrophic consequences to that. Those are not consequences that I have dictated. But just look at from a natural standpoint. What happens when you take a, when you cross a positive current to a negative or vice versa? There is consequence. <clears throat> there's consequence. Energy has to be lined up correctly in order for it to function and operate properly. And when it doesn't line up properly, there's going to be miss, uh, it's going to be, it's going to dysfunction. Okay. Okay, so in, in order for <clears throat> masculine because masculine determines, dictates, and directs masculine gender assignment, what we also need to re recognize is that our design, our mission, and our assignment. I call it DMA. Biology calls it DNA, biologically. Biologically is that which happens to us as humans. DMA happens to us as the idea from the creator. Do you understand what I'm saying? I am not putting anyone down. I'm just, I'm just letting you know that your gender assignment, what you came here, was the universe's idea <clears throat> and not yours, not your parents. Now, there are anomalies. There are things that happen to people. I can't answer that question why. There, there's many a myriad of different reasons as to why that may happen. But I'm talking about the majority of us, the majority of us fit somewhere in the, in the, in the average, whether it's extreme one way or the other, but pretty much 95.4, 95.5% of us are fit the average. <clears throat> and those are the ones I'm talking about. Okay. So when we talk about when we talk about our DMA, we're talking about our design, mission, and assignment. Now let's talk about design. <clears throat> when masculine comes into this 
atmosphere into this realm, into this dimension, it has to come in legally. It has to be, it has to be lawful and it has to be legitimate. And the only way that can happen is that it put on a body. <clears throat> masculine had to put on a body. And that body is masculinity. Masculinity gives masculine the right to function in this realm. Nothing can come into this realm and operate and function without meeting the guidelines and the criteria of masculine. Now, what does masculine do? Masculine turns from essence to scientific method, scientific method, chemistry, biology, anthropology. And so it, it, it comes through those particular sciences, sciences. See, what, what folks want to do is they want to argue about whether science is better than than spirituality and or spirituality better than science. They're, they're both are uh, dependent on one another and, and one comes as a result of the other. One comes as a result of the other. So when masculine comes in, came into this realm, it had, it, it changed, it put on a body and it changed from masculine to masculinity by putting on the body. And it gave masculine the legal right to operate and function here on earth. I know, I know you say, well, what does it got to do with Michael B. Jordan? I'm getting it. I have to lay the groundwork first. Be patient. <laughs> Okay, so <clears throat> masculinity. Now let's talk about masculinity. Masculinity is the earthly manifestation of masculine energy in this sphere. Masculinity is the lawful, legal, and legitimate introduction of masculine into, the dom into this domain because there are specific conditions of, for energy to operate in this realm. Right? I said that already. And masculine masculine being energy must abide by scientific methodology to lawfully function in this domain. <clears throat> I said that already, right? So it has to operate in this domain. And in order to do that, it had to put on a body. That's when you be, that's when guys, you became a boy, you were born a boy. You were born, listen to me, you were born a boy. And that boy is because of your masculinity, which was dictated by masculine. Now, remember what masculine does. It penetrates, it pierces, it inserts and injects. Now, masculinity, guess what that does? It penetrates, it pierces, it injects, and it inserts. You want, to, you want to know how? It's by the physical design. You know you, you have the equipment to do that very those very things. And, and what we need to understand is <clears throat> that those, those particular operational or functional characteristics are not just biological. They are psychological, cognitive, mental, philosophical, emotional, Intellectual, okay, 
And so it's important to understand, <clears throat> it's important for us to understand this. It's important for us to understand this. So when a boy comes here and his equipment says that he is equipped to do those things, you are a boy. You have the equipment and you've come, you had not only a boy, but you are, you've come through the masculine, you hold the masculine gender and you have the, the mass, you have the masculinity gender and the masculine energy. Nothing changes that. Nothing changes that. You can do whatever you want, but it will not change that sequence. <clears throat> okay. Masculine, masculinity is the gender assignment. <clears throat> well, let me back up. The biological design to operate and to function in this dimension is required for lawful, allowable, permissible, permitted, authorized, and right entry and operation. So, so you have to have a body. I said that already. A body makes you legitimate. And so when you put on that body that masculine has dictated, it comes in, at the, in the shape, form, and fashion of masculinity and thus becomes at birth a boy. Masculine operates via, <clears throat> excuse me, masculine operates via energy and essence determined by principles. See, the great beyond operates by, somebody say by science, no, it, it really, it, it really operates or, or is founded on principles. Principles. What are principles? Well, some principles, love is a principle. Right? Force is a principle. Power is a principle. Right? Masculine is a principle. Feminine is a principle. You can't change those. You cannot change those. Okay? So masculine operates via energy and essence determined by principles. While masculinity operates by scientific law, chemistry, and biology, and all the sciences. All the sciences. Okay? Masculinity is determined by cosmic law and scientific methodology. Laws are not determined by parental decisions, nor personal opinions or feelings, but by divine principle and earthly law or cosmic law. The bottom line is this, and I've said it once before, the universe determines your being, not your parents or you. And it's because of that, until we embrace what the universe has made us and given us, we will not be fulfilled. We will not be happy. You will continue to search. No matter what you do, whatever changes you make, you'll still not be happy. You'll still not be fulfilled because you've gone against the, the divine design. And because of that, there will be catastrophic consequences. 
community, culture, claim. We're seeing it. The consequences of people not fulfilling and embracing their, their authentic self. Your authentic self is not who you think you are. Your authentic self is who the creator sent you to be. That's your authentic self. Everything else is just, excuse me, your desires. And desires change, don't they? What you desire today, you, you won't desire tomorrow. You may want chicken today, but you desire to eat some chicken today, but tomorrow you may desire some beef. and Or it may not even be tomorrow. It may be later on this evening. Right? Emotions change. That's my point. What does masculinity do? Masculinity, like masculine, operates and functions under the same principles. See, it operates under the same principles, but those principles are changed. But we'll get to that. So masculine and masculinity, like masculine, operates and functions under the same principles, which is to penetrate, pierce, insert, and inject. The critical difference is that masculine cannot enter into this into this realm legally. Therefore, it must put on a body that represents masculine in this realm. Thus, the organic design of the male body is indicative of that which enables masculine to operate and to function in this realm both on a biological level and on a cosmic or universal level. Hear what I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying. And it's because of this, what happens is, well, let me, let me, get, let me, uh, let me go a little further because I'm getting ready to, be, I, I know, I know, I know. I call this the whole armor of masculinity. There are some critical equipment armor that masculinity must recognize and implement in this realm. Failure to do so will result in catastrophic results similar to what we're seeing right now in our community culture and clan. So let's look at a few of the tools that we, that are critical to masculinity. Okay, now I'm gonna talk about <clears throat> Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan failed. See, we want, there's so many people who want to blame Lori Harvey. No, no, no. Men, men take responsibility for their mistakes. And I'm here to say now that Michael B. Jordan is at fault. He's at fault. Now, here's, here's, here's the thing. <clears throat> the first characteristic the first piece of equipment or armor that a man, a masculine must have is vision. Now this vision, vision goes to speak to what you're supposed to do here. What you're supposed to do, the reason why you're born, why you're here. I believe, I believe Michael B. Jordan has found his, has vision about why he's here. Vision, vision is purpose in picture form. I believe he has that, but part of what missing, what is missing with with vision and with purpose, is understand that. And I'm getting over to the other channel a little bit, but what happens is what we have to understand is there's a yin and a yang to purpose. There's a masculine and feminine to purpose. He may be in his in his purpose masculinely, 
but he still needs the feminine piece. He chose the wrong woman. He chose the wrong woman. And I hear some people say, well, no, they they just did this for publicity and everything. And I, I don't believe Michael B. Jordan is that kind of guy. I just don't believe it. <clears throat> I could be wrong. But you could be too. So we, we, we can just go by what we believe and, and go with that. So you may think I'm wrong and I may think you're wrong. Right? So I don't think Michael B. Jordan is the kind of that would just um, haphazardly allow himself to be put in that kind of situation. But I will say this. I will say that I believe he's a young man, and he's not that young. I think he's 34, 35. He's he's not a, he's not he's 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 grown. And not only is he grown, but he's in that in that in that part of life where men are just about ready to enter into the the area where he's getting ready to experience um the HBM. H HBM is the high purpose mentality. And I, and I believe that he was on the verge of it, but he picked the wrong woman. And that's what happens to some guy. And, and, and the reason for that is in some areas, he has not matri- he's not matured and matriculated. Those eight areas that we talked about, <clears throat> those eight areas, remember those? Okay. See, a lot of us, we are moved by the lips, hips, and fingertips, guys. It's not, not, it's not anything wrong with that, but that cannot be the priority. Because what he did was that it had to have been a priority because that when he supposedly wanted to take the relationship to a higher level, she decided that she didn't want to do that. Well, he should have already knew that. He should have knew that before he even got involved with her to know that she was not that kind of woman. Look at her past. It will tell you. She was not the right type of woman, or the not not the. And I don't believe "woman's" the right word, but she's a, not the right type of female. And he should not be looking for females. He should be looking for grown women. And I believe he got caught looking at the goods. He got caught up with the cookie, and as a result, failed to do the thing that's most important. To find the yin to your yang. And and the the universe or the creator is not going to, if you seek the creator about that, the creator is not going to allow you to go into a situation where it's against everything that's that's pertinent to the reason that you're sent here. Now, you can disobey it and voila. You get what you what he just got. But I'm going to say this. <clears throat> I'm going to say this. He has vision, but his vision was destroyed. And that can happen. Your vision can get dis- distracted. That's why vision has your vision, your purpose, purpose, picture, vision is picture, purpose in picture form. Vision is purpose in picture form. You've got to keep that at the forefront. That's got to be the most important. I say it time and time again, purpose is the most important thing. So vision is very critical as a piece of equipment for masculinity. Number two, leadership. Leadership is very, very important. Leadership, there's a difference between leadership and dictatorship. Okay. 
dictatorship doesn't lead, it dominates. It doesn't lead, it dominates. Leadership considers everything around it to help it ascertain the best possible outcome. That's leadership. Leadership is not chauvinistic. Leadership is not misogynistic. Leadership is masculinity. Because leadership injects, peers, inserts, and what else? Well, you get the idea. That's what that's what leadership does. It gathers, <clears throat> excuse me, it gathers the necessary and the requisite information, and it pierces, and it inserts, and it penetrates, and, and inserts and pierces and whatever it has to to in to invoke that leadership. Leadership is a masculine quality. Vision is a masculine quality. Okay? The next quality is fearlessness. Understand, fearlessness is really, I guess the better word than fearlessness is, because there's no, there's really no thing on earth, you should, it's about courage. Courage is what we're looking for as a quality, not fearlessness. Because what courage is, is it is the, the means of operating in the presence of fear. So the, to, to be fearless is really not an honest concept. Courage is more of the honest concept of the piece of armor that we need to have, courage. That is even used in the biblical narrative, talking about courage and the importance of courage. Okay. The next thing is conviction. You gentlemen, you must have conviction about something. So when we when we look at the with the Michael B. Jordan experiment or experience, his conviction of what he's supposed to do caused him to walk away from this young lady. Or this young lady's conviction caused him, caused her to walk away from him. I dare say it was because I, I dare say he, he, he moved on. And it's a re, it's reason for that. One of the characteristics that, that I, I'm, I'm not gonna list it here, but one I just wanna mention is legacy. Legacy. Men want legacy. And when you say legacy, we're talking about children. He's 34, 35. He's getting to a place now where he wants children. And I don't think this female was willing to have children. I don't believe so. And if you look at her, her modeling career, her, her, um, her, her, her line of cosmetics and things like that, um, she thought that that was more important. Now, I don't get it because there are other models that do marry 
and continue to do those kinds of things. I don't know why she didn't think that she could do it other than she never had an eye, she never purposed to take this relationship any further. So that's why he made a mistake. He should have known that from the outset. Vision gives you that. Vision gives you that. The next thing at, beyond conviction is commitment. Commitment to your masculine design. Commitment to your individual purpose. Commitment to your individual vision. Commitment to your individual leadership. Commitment to your spiritual mindedness. And spiritual mindedness basically is talking about purpose. Because that's what your spiritual mindedness is. So you got to have vision, leadership, spiritual mindedness, um, courage, conviction, commitment, and humility. Now, there's a difference between humility and being a sap. Humility is is um, to be to be humble is to is to have restraint, right? Restraint, even though whatever's going around, it's restraint. The ability to restrain yourself, whether you have. The, the right or the or or wrong within a situation, humility has the strength to pull back, to be reserved. And we need to be able to do that sometimes. So that's the whole armor of masculinity. Now, <clears throat> so we've talked about we talked about masculine and we've talked about masculinity. Now the next thing I want to talk about is, it, is, is the word that I've made up is masculine, masculinism, masculinism, like feminism, masculinism, masculinism. I'm still learning how to say it, okay? But it's spelled M-A-S-C-U-L-I-N-I-S-M, masculinism. So masculinism is similar to feminism in that they in that the imbalance of both are stark contrast of one another. They are on both ends of the spectrum. What do I mean by that? Where, whereas feminine, fem, feminism is a platform for misandry, masculinism Masculinism is a platform for misogyny. Now, some characteristics of masculinism is the alpha male, the beta male, the omega male, and the sigma male. And you can go and look those up. But the, 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 the common term within them all is male. And these are not men. Even though you've ascribed manhood on them. And that's because we have a tendency to ascribe manhood based on chronological and physiological components. We look at some how what somebody's built, how they built, and we, or we look at their age, and it determines that they are, if you're 18 or depending on what state, or 21, you are an adult. 
Well, maybe not. Developmentally, you know, mentally, psychologically, cognitively, philosophically, emotionally, intellectually, that you may not be. You may not be. Okay? The stark reality is that all of these are still males. And males are not men. And men are not males. It's important to understand that. Just like females are not women and women are not females. Because what we've got to understand is these words, these terms, these concepts are not terms that are chronologically based, but are developmentally based. That's the problem. We make them chronologically based or we, we look at them physically. Right? Okay. So let's talk about the development of males. Because we've mentioned some of them, right? Let me back up a little bit. Okay, let me read this again. There are some that consider some of those listed above that I talked about when I talked about alpha, beta, omega, sigma. There are some that even prefer these type of males. But a relationship with males as a woman will never work or last because the lack of the male development will preclude any type of relational development and preclude it can, will, will keep it from happening. Why? Because he doesn't have the development to be able to do it. The same thing is on the flip side. If she's not developed, she's not going to want to marry. If she doesn't see and understand the importance of legacy, and if she puts her employment, her job, her position, her education over your legacy, then you are in contact with the wrong one. You can, you can date and go out, but don't marry that type. And even, and even dating will become dangerous because dating, because dating can lead to other things that could wind up putting you in a fix for the rest of your life. So the best thing to do, hashtag keep it moving. Hashtag keep it moving. Okay, so now let's talk about the development of males. Most males are reared in single parent homes. Most males are, are most, I didn't say all, I said most. Statistics say that approximately 75% of black children are raised in single parent homes and these homes are normally matriarchal in leadership and lack patriarchal influence or input. In other words, most of these, these single parent homes we know are led by moms. We're talking about 75%. Now, you know, hey, well, he don't want to be. No, that, that's not always the case. There's sometimes the case is he, he loves his kids, but he just don't want to be with you. That's, that's a possibility. 
And then there's a possibility where she doesn't, if you don't want her, then what she'll do is she'll use the kids as hostage. That's why it's important for you to know the kind that you are hooking up with prior to. But see, so many of us are thinking with our lower head instead of our primary intellect and developmental processes that we find ourselves in trouble. Guys, you find yourself in trouble. As a result, malehood, because of, let me, let me go back up and read it again. Most males are reared in single-parent homes. Statistics say approximately 75% of black children are raised in single-parent homes, and these homes are normally matriarchal in leadership and lack patriarchal influence or input. As a result, manhood development is stunning and, and results in one of the types of males listed above. Now, I hear so many people uh, so many guys who say that, you know, I was reared in a single parent home. My mom did uh, raise me well. Well, she, you know, I'm sure she did the best she could. I'm sure she did. It says single parent, single matriarchal parent homes and two parent matriarchal leadership, lead, lead, matriarchal led homes are incapable of design. Excuse me. Let me do that again. Single matriarchal parent homes and two parent matriarchal-led homes are incapable by design to provide appropriate masculinity, mindedness, and leadership. So what am I saying here? That not all males are a result of a single matriarchal household. Some of them are two-parent matriarchal-led homes. And, that, and this is where you have a father who is a beta male. And he is still, a, he's a male that's being led instead of leading. See where we talk about leadership being a, being a masculine quality? See this, he, he has it, but he doesn't, hasn't tapped into it. He hasn't tapped into his armor. He hasn't put it on. And because of that, his son suffers because his son sees. See, our children learn more about what they see us do rather than what they hear us say. So they look at what we, how we operate and how we operate is how they go about their lives. That's how they go about it. Not what you say so much as much as what you do, especially when they're younger. Okay. Masculinity cannot be femininity, and femininity cannot be masculinity. Regardless of the parent's parental efforts or intention, you cannot be what you are not. It's a matter of design. I don't care how much your mother did her best. She still raised you through feminine energy. She's not masculine. She can, she can tap into masculine traits, but even those masculine traits are contaminated or overrun by feminine femininity because that's what she is. So she can't bring you up in the full totality of masculinity because she's not masculine. 
She's not born of that energy. So even though she tries to be tough and punch you in the chest or she does this and makes you take out the trash and does da 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 still, she does not have the ability to penetrate, insert, pierce, or inject. She doesn't have it. She's not built that way. And she may have done an outstanding job as much as she can, but you still need the, the mentorship, the leadership, the guidance of a man, not a male, even if it's your father and your father was underneath your mother. You know, you know the deal. There are men out there like they're no, they're they're not men. There are males out there like that. He's not a man. I don't care how old he is, he's still not a man. He could be your father. A man will not stay into in an environment where his where his manhood is being emasculated. He won't stand for that. First of all, he won't even pick someone that would even try to do that, first of all. <laughs> okay. So what does masculinist, masculinism do? An expression either overcompensates, they either overcompensate or undercompensates in development and expression. Beta males under compensate. Alpha males overcompensate. Okay? And there's those in between. But the bottom line is they're still males. The, the, the beta male lacks the masculinity and the, the alpha male has distorted sense of masculinity. Because he wasn't taught by a man. He was taught by a masculine chauvinist and not a man. Males in this stage of human development or stages of evolution, masculine evolution, regardless, do not have the proper human or masculine development to establish, develop, sustain, and maintain intimate adult relationships. Just like those in feminine, uh, feminism, those, those females that are involved in feminism and, and hold that particular ideology. She cannot be in a relationship with a, with a man. It's not possible. It's not possible. And don't try to force it, men. Guys, don't try to force it. I think Michael B. Jordan tried to force it. He thought that she would change and she is not. But I will tell you this. And I'm going on record to say this. She will live to regret this. When I say she, she, I'm talking about Lori Harvey will live to regret this opportunity that she missed with, with uh, Michael B. Jordan. She's going to regret it. And I know there are women out there that know that I'm right. Okay, it says here they, they make bad business Business, personal, and professional choices. This is what masculinism 
<laughs> get that word down. I'll practice it. Because I just came up with it today. I did. I just came up with it. They, they make bad business, personal, and professional decisions. And they do. They do. And we want to call them men, but they're not. Their lack of development. If you're, if you're developed in a certain, to a certain degree in a certain aspect, it governs the way that you, 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 you lead your life and you operate and function. That's what it does. Oh, I've been, I've been going at it an hour and a half. Okay. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to end tonight and thank you so much for, I hope you got something out of it. I need you to do help me by subscribing, liking, sharing, and hitting the notification bell. If you would be so kind, that would be helpful. Would you do that right now, please? I'll wait. It's not hard. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for doing it. I value you for doing that. The Michael B. Jordan experience. You don't have to do that. You don't have to experience this. What you have to do is develop, become a man and not a male. I don't care how much money he has. He still he's, his, his, his behavior has, has been male-like. And I believe that there are real men in his life but, you know, sometimes the cookie can make dudes do some really stupid things. He wasted time. That that time could have been invested in someone else. He could have invested that time into someone else that was ready to get on his program, ready to be the yin to his yang, because that's what she is. That's her purpose. And she could be ready they could be ready to to enter marriage because again once again the yin to your yang is going to be a very intimate relationship best thing to do is to make her your wife because if you don't you're going to end up like these preachers sleeping with women in their congregation sleeping with women that they work with sleep with other women because of the very fact that that working close together develops intimacy. Okay? All right. Well, again, I hope you enjoy that. I do like this product, and I hope you like it too, and, and check it out. You, you may like it. If you, if you, listen, I, I would like you to also check out my my uh, uh, web, website, gapalmer.com, and then you can reach me um, by email at the theory of what is it? No, no. I believe it's the, the Red Hot Mike, T-R-H-M-G-A-P at gmail.com. That's that's it. I'm thinking of the other channel. Um, that's T-R-H-M-G-A-P at gmail.com. Check me out. Write me. I'd like to hear from you. I really would like to hear from you. Um, and um, may, maybe we can have an exchange. Maybe you can come on the program. And we can talk about some things. Love to hear from you. Well, this is uh, G. Alfred Palmer thanking you once again for being with me. And until the next time we get together, peace.
Thank you.